Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast. This is George Cannon, and you're listening to Episode 92. The Finding Clarity Podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. So each week, we put together a podcast where we try to answer things that you're wrestling with, that you're trying to figure out, but you're not necessarily finding the answer in a morning message or in Sunday school or even in a Bible study. So what we try to do is present questions that are relevant to where we are today and try to bring an answer. Because our podcast is about answering questions, we're going to, over the next few weeks, maybe a couple of months, try to address a issue that we're seeing happening, not just in our own church, but as we're seeing it happen around us in churches around us and in churches throughout the country, we're going to address some questions that really have to do with this current situation that's affecting a lot of churches right now. And you say, well, what are you talking about, George? Current situations that's affecting a lot of churches. Are you talking about the culture war? Are you talking about the political situation? Actually, I'm not talking about any of that. Actually, I'm talking about something that is pretty significant. I've not seen it at all before ever in my walk with Christ and in my years of being a pastor, but it's something that has very much bothered me and is bothering me because I see it reflected in my church and churches all around me. So we're going to, over the next few weeks and next maybe couple months, deal with some questions that strike at the issue. So you say, okay, well, what's the issue that you're going to be wanting to address here? Well, I'm wanting to look at the whole issue, first of all, of spiritual darkness. Spiritual darkness. There seems to be a level of spiritual darkness, or we could say spiritual emptiness, that is taking place in the life of believers in our churches. And so I just want to make two points here. Number one, there is a general sense in which the desire for the Lord has diminished among believers in our churches. There's a general sense in which that desire to live for the Lord and seek after the Lord and want to have the Lord in your life, it's diminished among believers in our churches. You say, how do you know that, George? Well, I can tell that through several means. Number one, by talking with people and having them say to me, I'm just not where I used to be. The spiritual things are no longer a desire of my heart. I don't find any joy in the Lord. I'm not seeing him answer any prayer. I really don't really even sense sometimes a desire to even want to come to church. And so it's reflected in several areas. Number one, Across the board, churches are seeing a 30 to 40% decrease in attendance in our churches. 
And even those who are attending, you're going to see that they maybe used to attend quite frequently, but now if they show up once a month or twice a month, they feel that that is enough. But what's going on there is, is if you talk to them, there's this wrestling match that goes on with them on a Sunday morning where they think, you know, I've got something else as a better option this morning. And sometimes the better option is just staying at home. That's what I'm talking about. There is a diminished desire for the Lord among our churches. It's also reflected in people's commitment levels. And that's beginning to affect so many things in the church now because people's commitment levels for the church are no longer the same. Now, someone said to me, well, George, you know, hey, people's commitment levels are going down all over the place. No, that's not true. That's not true at all. I'm, you know, my wife and I, we have a teenager. We're involved with things at the local school. And I can tell you right now, there's not a diminished sense of commitment among parents there with what's going on in their teenagers' lives and in their involvement in school programs and so forth. There's, there's not a sense, a lack of commitment that people have towards their sports team or other things, towards their hobbies. It's just that when we talk about the church, there is a diminished desire for the Lord and the things of the Lord in our lives. So we're in some sort of spiritual darkness and some sort of spiritual emptiness. So that brings me to my second point, which is going to lead into our question and is going to lead into the questions that we're going to be dealing with over the next few weeks and months. Here it is. The hardened state of one's heart requires a time of self-examination. The hardened state of one's heart requires a time of self-examination. You say, whoa, 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 George, are you trying to say that my diminished desire for the Lord is actually the fact that I have a hardened heart, a cold heart? A heart of stone, as would be reflected in Ezekiel and what he says about Israel. Yeah, yeah, I would say that what's going on when you have a diminished desire for the things of God and for the Lord himself, that is reflective of where you are at spiritually, where you and I are at spiritually. I need to put myself in there because this is something that's even affecting me. So what that means is, is that I need to have a time of self-examination. So that's going to lead into our question today. So our question today, which is starting the process of self-examination about this whole issue, about what's going on, here's the question. Am I a carnal Christian? Am I a carnal Christian? That's the beginning point. Am I a carnal Christian? Now, you might be saying, okay, George, whoa, whoa, okay, okay, I understand that. But what is a carnal Christian? I mean, I've not heard that term before. Maybe I remember that term being used, but I don't, I don't think that's the way it is. I mean, I'm not, I'm not at all like going off on the deep end, getting involved in drugs or alcohol and all these other things. I'm just, my my desire for God has diminished. How can you say that I am 
a carnal Christian. I'm not saying you are. I'm asking you to examine yourself for the possibility that you might. So if we're going to start that examination process, we really need to, first of all, look at what the issue is. What is a carnal Christian? What is a carnal Christian? And so we see that phrase used by the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Listen to verse 1 through 3. Here's what Paul says. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able, for you are still carnal. For where there is envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? Wow, those are some powerful verses. And from these verses, we're going to see several different things that you and I need to be aware of. Three things, actually, that you and I need to be aware of to understand what a carnal Christian is. Therefore, we can answer the question, am I a carnal Christian? Okay, so what we see from these verses, first of all, is a carnal Christian is foremost an immature believer. A carnal Christian is foremost an immature believer. Look at what he says. I do not speak to you as spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it, and even now you're still not able to. What's he talking about here? He's talking about their level of maturity in their relationship with Christ. Somewhere along the line, in their progression of their relationship with Christ, they were stunted in their growth. They were stunted in their maturity, and they refused to grow anymore. And so what you're talking about here is is when you look at a carnal Christian, he's, he's a very much an immature believer. Immature believer. Now, here's the other thing. Here's the second thing we see from here. A carnal Christian is one whose life is marked by the sins of the flesh. A carnal Christian is one whose life is marked by the sins of the flesh. Again, notice what it says there, verse 3, for you are still carnal, for where there is envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? Okay, so if you're going to look at this whole issue of carnality and whether or not you're a carnal believer, first thing you're going to look at is, are you growing? Are you maturing in the faith? Or have you stagnated? Okay. Second of all, what marks your life? What is being produced in your life? Is it the sins of the flesh or is it the fruits of the Spirit? Because if you're where you should be in your relationship with Christ, the Holy Spirit is going to be producing in your life the fruits of the Spirit. 
But if the Holy Spirit is not working in your life and you're being led by your flesh and the desires of your flesh and you are carnal, it's going to be marked by the sins of the flesh. In fact, that's what Paul talks about in Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 21. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Listen to these things. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition, dissension, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Wow. Listen to me. What is an evidence of your life that you are being led by your flesh, that you are carnal, is the character of who you are and what comes out of that, what comes out of your life. And so the things that he's mentioned there, yeah, some of them are pretty extreme. You might be saying, well, I'm not an idolater. Well, maybe you've got a problem with envy or hatred or jealousies things such as that selfish ambition. Those are all reflective of a self-life, of a carnal life. That's what we see there. So there's one more thing I want you to see here. One more thing. And it comes as a reflection of both the passage that we have in 1 Corinthians and the passage in Galatians. Here's the third point. The life of a carnal Christian is no different from the life of an unbeliever. The life of a carnal Christian is no different from the life of an unbeliever. Now, we live in a world today where everyone tries to say that you can come to Jesus and still be who you are. My friends, that's a lie. You can come to Jesus, but coming to Jesus changes you so that you no longer reflect with your life this world or the way people live this world. In fact, if you are not different because of your relationship with Christ, not because of following legalisms or, or rules and so forth, but because of what Jesus is doing in your life, if there's not a difference from the rest of the world, my friends, the reality is you're carnal. You need to grasp that. You're carnal. Something that you need to think about. So that, my friends, is what a carnal Christian is. A carnal Christian. So that, understanding what a carnal Christian is, should lead you to the place of examining your life and asking yourself that question that we're trying to deal with here. Am I a carnal Christian? Am I a carnal Christian? And the only one who can answer that is you. Because you know where you're at. You know what's being reflected in your life. And you can look and say to yourself, well, you know what? Has my desire for the Lord diminished? Has my commitment level to the Lord diminished? 
are the fruits are the fruits of my flesh being manifested in my life or am I seeing the fruits of the spirit in my life? Those are things that you need to ask yourself because the reality is, is that once you answer that question and you realize, well, something's not right, I'm not where I should be, the next thing you should be wondering is, okay, well, how do I deal with it? How do I get back to where I need to be? Well, that leads us to Hebrews chapter 3, verses 12 through 15. Listen to what the writer of Hebrews says. He says, Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin, for we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. Okay, I'm going to give you four things. Four things for you to think about when you want to deal with this issue of a hard heart. So if you're looking at your life and you're saying, man, my joy is diminished, my desire for God is diminished, my commitment level is gone, how do I deal with this? Here's four things. Number one, from Hebrews, here's what I want you to see. First of all, it begins with a recognition of your heart's condition and a decision to deal with it. It begins with a recognition and a decision to deal with it. So first thing you have to do is, is you have to look at your life and be honest. And you have to say to yourself, I am carnal. I'm not where I should be. I'm away from the Lord. The Lord is not important to me, but I want to get back. And so you make the decision then to do something about it, to do something about it, to deal with it. That's the first thing. The second thing we see from Hebrews, look at what it says, verse 13, but exhort one another daily which it, while it is called today. But exhort one another daily while it is called today. All right, so here's the second one. Get involved with other believers who can encourage you in your walk with Jesus Christ. All right, now this gets back to the whole issue of being involved with other believers. And the primary place for you to be involved with other believers where you can receive encouragement in this time of diminished desire for the Lord is the one place that people aren't going right now. Church. Church. Listen to what Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 25 says, Not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see the day approaching. So the point is, is that you're, go you're not going to forsake being together with other believers, because you're going to gather together and what? Encourage each other. Encourage each other as you see the day of his coming approaching. All right, the second thing. Here's the, here's the third one. We see it again in the Hebrews passage, chapter 3. 
for he says this, listen to what he said, if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. What's he saying there? Here's the third point. Recommit yourself to your faith in Jesus Christ. Recommit yourself to your faith in Jesus Christ. You've got to get back to where you need to get back and say, okay, I need to recommit myself. We used to call that years ago of rededicating our lives. Maybe that's what you need to do. Here's the fourth and final thing. Begin again to respond to the leading of the Holy Spirit in your life. Listen to what the writer of Hebrews says. Notice what he says. If you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. What does that mean? Well, he's talking about that God is going to speak to you. He wants to lead you out of this time of diminished desire for him, and he's going to guide you to where you need to be. But in order for that to take place, you have to respond to his leading, not ignore it, because that's what's actually been happening, is that you have been grieving the Holy Spirit, you have been quenching the Holy Spirit, because as the Spirit has been trying to guide you and work in your life, you've decided to go off and do your own thing. Well, if you're wanting to get back to where you need to be, if you're wanting to deal with your hardened heart, you have to, once again, start responding to the Holy Spirit in your life. So our question today is, am I a cardinal Christian? I'm going to be honest with you. You're the only one who can answer that. And for some of you listening to this today, you already know the answer because the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and telling you that you're not where you should be. So here's what you need to do. You need to stop and acknowledge that. Confess that to him. There is forgiveness. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There is forgiveness. And then what do you do? You go on and you deal with it. How do I deal with it? Start getting with other believers again and encourage each other to grow in your relationship with Christ. Recommit yourself to your faith in Jesus and then begin to respond to the Holy Spirit as he speaks to you. As you read his word and he speaks to you, begin to respond. You're going to start seeing a change. It's not going to happen immediately because he's going to test you to see if you're really serious about this. But if you hold fast and you fight through this and you have to fight through this, you will get to the other end. You will get to the other end. And the promise that we see over and over in chapters 2 and chapters 3 of Revelation, to him who overcomes, to him who overcomes, I will, and there's a whole list of promises there. Are you going to be an overcomer? Am I going to be an overcomer? That's really the issue. Finding Clarity Podcast is really an opportunity to answer questions that you and I might have about Christianity and the Christian life. In fact, 
The focus of our podcast here in the next few weeks and the next couple of months is helping us to understand the issues that are really affecting us as we're in this time of spiritual darkness. So you might be saying, okay, George, you know, this is really hitting close to home with the topic. So I've got some questions. I've got some questions about my spiritual life. I've got some questions about how to get through this. How do I get those questions to you? Well, there are several ways that you can let us know about your questions. First of all, if you attend a service here at Kerwinsville Christian Church, you can come and talk to me or any of the elders anytime about your question. We'll seek to answer it. If we find it's a good question, we'll answer it here on the podcast. If you want, you can just write it down, throw it in the offering plate. The men will get it to me, and I'll be sure to see your question. By the way, if you don't have a church home and the issue that we're looking at is something that interests you because you want to once again have that joy for the Lord, and your heart is like David in Psalm 51, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. If you're wanting to deal with that and you don't have a church home, we would encourage you to come to the Kerbinsville Christian Church. In fact, over the next few months, we're going to be looking at this issue, whether it's in a Bible study or whether it's in a morning service, we're going to be looking at this issue to get us to where we need to be to work our way through this time of spiritual darkness. You can also get in touch with us through Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash Podcast, and you can leave anything on the wall. We would encourage you to like the page. We would also encourage you to direct message us through the page, or you can write on the wall, just leave us a question. You can also contact us through our website, kerwinsvillechristian.org. Simply go to the contact section on the page. You'll see a form there. Fill out the form, submit it, and we'll be sure to get your question. Now, we're going to be dealing with this issue of spiritual darkness that's happening in our churches and in our Christian lives. And so next week, we're going to deal with a question an issue that I'm really hearing a lot of people talk about, especially in light of what's happening in our churches. And it has to deal with this subject that we've looked at today. So here's the question we're going to look at next week. What does the falling away refer to in the scripture? What does the falling away refer to in the scripture? We're going to look at that question next week. Until then, take care.